Hello, I'm Davis Nordell, a Senior Technology Analyst at RSM US LLP. We are proud to be sponsoring this podcast in collaboration with the Puget Sound Business Journal. At RSM, our purpose is to deliver the power of being understood to our clients, colleagues, and communities through world-class audit, tax, and consulting services focused on middle market companies. The business world is evolving rapidly. In this fast-paced environment, RSM understands that you need an advisor who thinks ahead and rapidly responds to the changing needs of your business. At RSM, we build strong relationships by being committed to understanding our clients' industries and embracing what matters most to our clients. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this Business Journal podcast. Today, I'm joined by Carol Grant, the Vice President of Marketing at Symbio. Symbio, a Seattle-based pay equity software startup, has had a big year this year, landing funding rounds of $17.1 million in January and $50 million in September. The startup also raised $1 million in June from Penny Jar Capital, which is backed by two-time NBA MVP Stephen Curry. Carol is a Techstars mentor and the former director of product marketing for Zillow Premier Agent. Carol, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Rick. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. So uh, you joined Cindio relatively recently, or, or so it looks to me. Um, can you talk yeah. a little bit about how you ended up working for the startup and kind of what attracted you to them? Yeah, yeah, I've been there since July, so approximately six uh, six months. And, um, you know, I will say that it's almost like I didn't really have a choice but to join Cindio. Mm-hmm. And, what I, and what I mean by that is um, when Maria Colacurcio, our CEO, reached out on this opportunity, um, a couple things lined up for me. Um, mm-hmm. One, it really aligned to, to my values. Um, in terms of how I operate and, and um, how I try to show up as a leader. Um, I had spent some time with Maria uh, prior to that and had spent some time with some of the LT. So so was really, um, really intrigued and also just um, excited and optimistic mm-hmm. about the leadership team and how they operated. So, so that seemed to align really well. And I think the other big area is the, is the mission. Um, you know, I come from big tech, had worked at Microsoft and, and Zillow, as you, as you mentioned, um, and never, you know, really had the opportunity to align myself from a career perspective with a mission that's so incredibly personal to me um, as a black woman uh, leader in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I kind of pulled all those pieces together, um, in addition to me just loving to be part of the building phase, um, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass that. So all of those elements um, is why I joined. Cool. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, uh, Premier Agent, that's a a pretty cool place to come from. Um, Can you talk about, like, what lessons from your time with Premier Agent are are most pertinent uh, as you take on this new role? And maybe other previous roles that you've had as well. Like, what from those roles are you bringing to Cindy L that you think is relevant? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing across all of my career is, you know, I, I really describe myself as a, insight-led um, leader, and for me, that just really starts with um, understanding the problem space, but also understanding the, the, the people that we're trying to serve with mm-hmm. the solution that we're providing. And so I would say that's a very common um, theme throughout my career and, and really kind of what I try to, and am to to Cindy in terms of how we 
um, not only just approach our marketing strategy and, and some of the things that we're um, trying to drive towards, but also um, what I try to instill um, in my team as we as we build out the marketing team. Mm-hmm. Is it different going from a big company like Zillow um, and your other roles to to a smaller startup that's growing? Uh, it's very different. You know, I would say there's a lot of similarities, um, but there's a lot of things that are different as well. Um, mm-hmm. As you can imagine, the the pace, and I would say just uh, how quickly decisions get made, right? It, it, and and that I think has been very very refreshing. Um, for instance, when I started, we had two marketers on the team. Um, and now we're at 14. That would have been incredibly hard to do at a larger company to scale that quickly. Um, and so, you know, I think what I'm finding at a startup is like, you know, if decisions are made quickly and once the decision's made, it's like, let's go. Um, and, and that aligns really well to, to how I like to, how I like to operate. Yeah, wow. So I just want to make sure I have my math right. When you started, there were two marketers, and now there's 14. So the team has grown by 12 over the past, uh, you know, whatever, six or so months. Yeah, and I will have to, like, the, the same day I started, uh, our visual designer started as well. So technically uh-huh. there were four. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I would say our most tenured people, there's, there's only two of them um, that wow. have been on the journey prior, prior to me. So, yeah, the team has, the team has grown you know, really, really quickly. And, you know, I will say a lot of that's attributed to our vision as a company, what we're trying to um, strive for and what we're trying to really land in market. You know, we have uh, this in, this vision and this ambition, really, of being able to really look at equity out of, in a broader sense within the workplace, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, we are deeply within pay equity, um, and we're very proud of the solution that we have to help solve that problem. But we do think there's a there's a bigger problem, right, when we start to think about equity in the workplace and what that means. Mm-hmm. And part of our vision is like, hey, if there is if there is data that can unearth inequities in other areas, that's what that's where Cindio should be. And that's what we want to solve for, right? Like our, our strength is in you know, how we really apply data, how we really apply technology um, to a problem, pay equity, that has traditionally, you know, been led by consulting firms and law firms, right? And so mm-hmm. we see the strengths in what we're doing, and, and they're starting to, like, look across and say, wow, you know, let's think about, you know, advancement and how do people grow and advance in a way that's equitable within mm-hmm. the company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you can if you think of promotions as an example. And so we really do see an opportunity of, for Cindio to provide a really robust solution to help solve workplace equity all up. And so that's, you know, part of why my team is scaling so fast because we have those ambitions. And so we're really trying to build a foundation that's going to help push the company um, forward and help us get there. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I spoke with Maria Colacurcio, who is the uh, CEO at Cindio, for all of our listeners. I know you know that, but just for everyone else yep. listening, um, about the relevance of the penny jar investment, um, which was, you know, obviously much smaller than your other rounds, but brings a celebrity name to the table with Steph Curry, um, who selfishly stopped my beloved Cleveland Cavaliers from winning more championships during LeBron's second stint with the Cavs, but we'll lose half that for now. Um, as the VP of marketing, uh, I'm really interested to hear your take on what this celebrity backing does for a growing startup like Cindio. 
Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, you know, I think the most obvious uh, thing that it gives us, right, is really kind of attaching that star power, um, uh-huh. helping kind of draw, you know, helping kind of build more awareness around Cindio to different audiences. But I think, you know, for us, the big value is how what Penny Jar is trying to do is align to our mission of driving equity. And so there's definitely that external factor of, of, of you know, being able to have that star power of Steph Curry. Um, you know, he had an interview that he and his wife did a couple months ago where he, you know, mentioned Cindia, right? Um, oh, cool. And so, you know, those are things that we want to continue to see, and, and those are the great benefits. But, you know, equally beneficial is being able to align ourselves with investors who are, who are like-minded in our mission. Yeah, definitely. What interview, do you remember what, like, who he was interviewing with? Uh, I, I think it was a Bloomberg video. It was a Bloomberg interview. Oh, cool. Um, I can't remember the I can't remember the interview interviewer's name off the top, but yeah, I can actually you know when when we're done here, I'm happy to share share the clip with you. Yeah, interesting. It's really it's really cool. Yeah, we also spoke about this. Uh, Maria did as well, and I'm curious again to hear your take on it. You know, how, how do you make sure the backing from someone like Steph Curry is you know substantive and, and not just a cool press release? Um, and you touched on this a little bit with your previous answer, but maybe you can expand on it. Um, how do you make sure it's not just empty calories? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, one of the things I saw when I joined in July, I think our, our second week uh, on the team, we had a we had a board meeting, um, and you know, they were they were there, right? You know, and so I think part of that is making sure that they have a seat at the table um, during critical conversations, you know, for Cindia when we're driving decisions. And making sure that they're able to show up and be heard, um, and so, so I think that's one of the big ways that we've made sure, like, hey, they're not just writing a check, but they are really a part of helping Cindio kind of shape the trajectory of where we, of where we need to go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, he has a lot of other tech investments, so it's, I, I think he he definitely understands the space more than more than a lot of folks. Yeah. No, I would. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Even if he, you know got in the way of my Cavs winning more championships, but <laughs> neither here nor there. I'm like the worst sports fan ever, so I, I like to never comment on it because I'm like, I don't even, if, if I know who the sports team is, it's like, uh, it's a win. <laughs> okay, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> well, then, just, just know that, you know, the Cavs should have won more championships. That's all you need to understand. Um, and do, duly noted. There you go, yeah. Okay, you can mention that to him if you ever talk to him. <laughs> Uh, can you talk a little bit about how the need for Symbio Tech has evolved over the past few years? Uh, I obviously remember reading some of your um, some of the releases from Symbio, and they've talked a lot yeah. about how how people are using it as changing. Can, can you maybe expand on that and, and just say what what the relevance of that is? Yeah, you know, I think uh, and what we've seen over the last couple of years is there's um, a couple of shifts happening for um, the need for our software and what and what we do in market. Um, you know. One, the the need to have a more fluid solution that is really flexible, but also recognizes that your workforce is fluid and flexible, right? And so I think, you know, with the previous solutions, alternative solutions that have been out there before, you know, tech had, had really been applied to this problem, um, you get a situation where companies were, you know, getting a one-and-done analysis or report, right, and and kind of left them with, like, okay, what now, what next, 
And then how often should I be doing this really? Um, and that could be quite, quite expensive. And sure. so what we've seen with Cindio kind of coming into the space and, and what has increased over the last couple of years is it's allowing people to really analyze more frequently, right? If you think about that workforce being fluid, people get hired every day, people get promoted every day, you know, people shift roles. It's not stagnant. And so, you know, what we've been able to do is really provide a solution that's as fluid as your, your workforce. Um, you know, so I would say that's one area. Another area shift that we're seeing in terms of how our solution is being leveraged is just in the scope of how people are analyzing equity. And so, you know, before it was, it was more of a norm to just look at gender, women versus men. Um, but now, you know, we're seeing that scope open um, and really significantly the George Ward strategy, right, where we're seeing now um, a, more, a higher percentage of our customer base really looking at um, racial, racial analysis um, and that intersection between gender and race. Um, we were at about 50% before, um, and now we're up at about 98%. So it's the scope in terms of what people are analyzing. They're, they're analyzing more, and they're kind of putting, broadening, you know, how they want to look at pay equity across, you know, these different areas and categories, and then more frequently. Um, so those are kind of the two big shifts that we've, that we've seen with our, with our solution. Fantastic. The last thing I wanted to ask is sort of a change of pace, but um, what is one thing your employees and your coworkers don't know about you? Oh, my gosh. I'm incredibly silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't take myself seriously. You know, I think um, – and I, and I try and bring a little bit of that to work, but I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm really goofy. I love, you know, my downtime, but I just – I'm very playful. Uh, and I don't think people get to get to see that a lot, a lot at work. Um, you know, in in terms of the way that I am with my with my family and friends outside of work. What are your favorite activities outside of work? Um, well, my husband and I have uh, started playing card games again. We've kind of okay. <laughs> we've gone back to card games. Um, love a good family board game uh, okay. with my with my two boys um, and my husband. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm a big foodie, so love um, kind of scouting the latest restaurants and and going out for a good meal. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, we haven't really been sure. able to to um, get back to that. But I'm I'm hopeful next year that we that we can. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I promise. Last question: What is your favorite uh, favorite restaurant in the Seattle area for all of our listeners? Ah. Oh. Man. I know it's tough. That is a hard one. It's a hard one because I just haven't been to a restaurant in so long. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Here's one of my favorites. It's not in Seattle, though. It's in Bellevue. That's, that's fine. This, this is my go-to for brunch and lunch. Okay. Gilbert on Gilbert. Main in Bellevue. Oh, yeah, okay. Have you yeah, ever heard Gilbert. of it? I have not. No, I haven't spent a ton of time at Bellevue, to be honest. Oh, my God. Great mimosas, the best mulberry pancakes you'll ever have. Okay. Um, every, every meal I've had from there has been amazing. All right. Gilbert, sorry, Gilbert's so, on Main? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's either That's Gilbert's cool. on Main or Gilbert's on Main, but it's in Bellevue. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool place. 
fantastic. Well, I'll have to check it out next time I'm uh, on the other side of the lake. Yeah, sounds cool. good. Carol, well, thank you for being here today. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me, Rick. It's, it's been a pleasure.